at the party, Richter. Welcome back to See You at the Party, Richter. Uh, I am Chris Chapman, and I am joined by uh, my co-hosts, Aaron Frescas. Hello. And uh, Joseph Beck Castro. Hello, cutie pies. All right. Today we're going to do the summary for Arnold's, uh, what did they call it? It was a mystery drama thriller. Was that was that what it was? That's, that like that's what IMDb? it was on, when I watched it on Tubi. That's oh. what they categorized it under. Uh, his movie, Aftermath. Um, yeah, I was struggling with what to call it. It's, it's a vehicle. <laughs> Just <laughs> call it a vehicle. Sorry. It's, yeah, drama thriller, it says on IMDb. So, uh, through in mystery. What part of this is... Okay, we'll get to I that. I don't fucking know. Okay. Anyway. Uh... Yeah, anyway, anybody got anything to say before we get into the summary? No, let's do it. All right. Uh, all right, so. Uh, wait, wait, oh. I, okay, one thing I got to say is, okay, so Joe has his, uh, sorry, sorry, I just noticed it right now. Joe has, uh, we're on Zoom right now, we can all see each other, and Joe has his background blurred out, and every now and then, uh, Joe will turn his head, and part of his beard will disappear, because it'll get blurred out <laughs> the other way. <laughs> it, like, shaves you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice trim. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry, that's it. Cool. See, on Microsoft Teams, the beer disappears. Yeah, that it's just weird. got blurred out. But... No, but it like, oh, like disappears. Disappears. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, all right. Anyways, okay. So we start the movie with the sound of a jet engine, uh, leading them to some very playful piano music over the production company logos and the opening credits. And I just have to say that starting off with this jaunty-ass piano music made me think that this movie is going to be way more whimsical than it actually is. <laughs> uh, we also learn from the credits that this movie is based on a true story, a fact which is pretty heartening to me because it means that the screenwriter of this movie is not the most nihilistic, morbid son of a bitch who ever lived. <laughs> You're talking about John Scott 3? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about, what was his name? Ho- uh, ha- Javier, Javier Guillaume. Yeah, that, that would be that would pretty bad if he's like... You know what? Fuck the redeeming, the redeeming like thing. Stab him in the fucking neck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it was not based. It was inspired by true events. Oh, sorry. It's a little different. <laughs> a little, than based a on different. a true story. <laughs> They're doing it, doing a little more. Uh, yeah, he's like, I want to. Okay, I'm not gonna do it. Next. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little more law and order than it is. <laughs> um, Taking more liberties. You know, walk walk the line. Is yeah. that what they do? They're inspired by true events. That's a lot yeah. of other thing. Well, it's done, like done. from the headlines. Yeah, they basically <laughs> so like literally rip from the headlines, as in they don't read the article. <laughs> every, okay, so every scene, I'm just gonna go done, done. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, uh, a title card comes up to introduce us to Roman, who is a good-natured, uh, seemingly well-liked, highly competent construction worker who clearly deserves only happiness. And he's he's also Russian, and Arnold is just nailing this Russian accent. By the That's way, pretty darn good. I gotta say, yeah, <laughs> he he learned from Red Heat. <laughs> I, have, I have not seen that one at all yet, and I'm curious. Is it just the same? Like he doesn't even bother. He's just like Meh. my Russian accent. I'm doing a a Russian impersonating an Austrian, <laughs> or is he actually like? No, I doing... think he actually does more of a Russian accent in that one. Okay, because he doesn't bother in this one. He nope. pulls like a Sean Connery doing like in uh, Highlander. Oh yeah, are you supposed to be Tourist. Egyptian? Yeah, and he's just like, nah, this Egyptian sounds like Scottish. Egyptian by way of Spain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was also watching this opening scene and thinking, man, it would be fun to work with Arnold at like a regular day job. He just seems yeah. like a fun kind of guy. 
Roman goes and reports to his boss that he has put the project ahead of schedule. Uh, he mentioned like he mentioned the like lighthearted thing because he was talking to like uh, one of his one of the construction guys. Yeah, he right? was like correcting something that his coworker did. Yeah, and he's like gives like like his coworker gives him a little sass, so he's like sh- he Arnold's like quit like his uh, comeback is like shut yeah, up. He gets a smirk on his face. He goes shut up. <laughs> yeah, his like comebacks really suffered since he took that break from acting, which. <laughs> Yeah. Like, should have gone with like, how about you construct a new joke, huh? Come on, because <laughs> you know, because he's a construction worker. Yeah. By the way, we're going to be adding lines to this that are going to be very forced because this movie's sad as fuck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just me. I don't know if you guys actually have any. Oh, lines. I wrote lines and they're all bad. <laughs> okay. So uh, then Roman goes to report to his boss that he has put the project ahead of schedule, and his boss replies by letting him off work early so he can get ready for his wife and daughter who are flying back into town that night. Uh, r- this was sorry. This was the only part of the the like dialogue that felt a little bit forced was him talking to his boss where they were just like trying to set up the next. You could tell they were trying to set up the next scene. Definitely, definitely. But it was. I mean, it wasn't like John Scott three bad, but it no, was. But you it know. Was- it was de- they were they were dumping a lot of exposition into like a yeah. conversation that would not normally be that long. Yeah. So uh, Roman says he's already prepared uh, for his wife and daughter to come back. We can just call him Arnold. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stopped calling him Roman uh, in the next scene. Actually, like, I have Roman right now, but eventually it turns into Arnold. <laughs> Uh, and at this point, I was really, th- I was really hoping he was going to say they're going to think they've died and gone to heaven. When he was talking about how they decorated, how he decorated his house, uh, <laughs> that one took a second. So I was like, "Wait, that's funny," but I don't know. How. But okay, uh, anyway. but his boss insists that he go home and and get ready further. So he goes, uh, but not before we find out that his daughter is about to make him a grandfather. Mm-hmm. This can't. There's no way this is going to go wrong. Yeah, exactly. He's. <laughs> The line is, I got the whole house sticked out, welcome signs and everything. And I was just thinking they, they should just keep adding something. Just like calendars for next year, several pairs of never worn baby shoes. I canceled their life insurance. As <laughs> boss pats him, pats him on the back, you're a lucky man. I really am. I really am. I'm the luckiest man alive right now. Specifically uh. because of my wife and daughter. My unborn grandchild. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Roman, uh, sorry, Arnold. Uh, Arnold now drives home. Uh, we see it's Christmas time. Rome Arnold. Romold? Romold. <laughs> yeah, you just need to do a control find, replace all <laughs> Roman with Arnold. Uh, we see it's Christmas time. Uh, just like he told his boss, he has decked out his whole house with all sorts of welcome home decorations. Uh, and, uh, you know, having watched the trailer at this point, I was like, fuck this movie. For setting things up in such a like cheeky, cheerful way with the Christmas music and shit and all that other stuff, when it knows exactly what it's about to do, I'm I'm pretty sure Joe, this is right around the time you stopped watching it, or did you get a scene like a little scene ahead of the trailer? Like uh, I think uh, I stopped watching the trailer around the time that there was a plane crash, so I didn't okay. I didn't know if it was going to be a, a Ruffalo movie or an Arnold movie. Which <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a note in for a second, but yes, yeah, uh, and uh, and this movie 100 takes place in 2002. Uh, yeah. which wasn't really obvious the first time I watched it, except the cell phones were a little weird. But then mm-hmm. I watched it again. I was like, oh, Arnold's driving like a late 90s, early aughts Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Um, they got those uh, those flip phones, like yeah. the construction guy ones. And then the most obvious point is, um, spoilers for what's coming ahead, uh, when he visits the gravesite and it, 
his wife and daughter is like whatever year to 2002. So like, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. that. Nope. Yeah. Oh, uh, there was a way more obvious one for me, but we'll get to that later. Okay. Anyway. So Roman is... God damn it. Okay. Arnold's at his house getting all gussied up. Uh, he's showering, changing, uh, brushing Gussy. his teeth. <laughs> I also, like, I thought he was smoking a cigarette in the shower. <laughs> but it's just his toothbrush. It's a toothbrush. I also yeah. was like, yeah. I also just want to note that his shirt choice is impeccable in these first exactly. two scenes. I love his choice of clothes in this. It looks like the shirt, he, like the shirt he was wearing, looks like something that one of Tony Soprano's men would wear, <laughs> like Silvio. Like the first yeah, one is like a very loud pattern at work, and then the they're they're both button down shirts, short sleeve button down shirts. The first one's kind of a loud pattern. The second one is like a cowboy shirt. <laughs> but also with a loud pattern where you yeah. would normally have just a solid color. It's a it's a European cowboy shirt. So it's like a, <laughs> yeah. a, a, a Euro trash cowboy. Exactly. <laughs> I'm curious if he had like a different shirt prepared, but Arnold was like, no, 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 no. Don't forget my character is Russian. And they all kind of like stood there like looking at him, like waiting for him to explain himself. But he was like, so do we need any more shower shots or what? And then walks away. Like, and they're like, wait, what? But yeah. It, uh, so his his the shirt looks like the way an Austrian guy would think that a Russian guy thought that a, an American cowboy dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Like, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. That's an Austrian imitating a Russian trying to fit in an exactly. American. Yeah, in Midwestern America. Exactly. Hello, comrades. <laughs> I am cowboy too. <laughs> exactly. In Soviet uh, Russia, horse. Mounts you. I don't know. I lost it there. I had something going, but yeah, he's it's like, gone. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Like that, you know? <laughs> anyway. Um, so about this scene, we do see Arnold's ass, which thank you. Oh, um yeah. <laughs> But uh this is one of the notes from my wife Laura. It says, I appreciate that we saw Arnold's ass. There are only there are usually only three types of man ass we see on screen. One Teenage, early 20s stoner or some other kind of burnout ass. Two, pristine male model slash athlete ass. Or three, an old gross man ass, which is always absurdly <laughs> saggy and is played as a joke. We don't often see the ass of a regular grown-up, oldish man who isn't a model or anything, but isn't played as a joke. That's so, true. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. That's, uh, he's almost kind of in shape. Yeah. He's, he's, an, old, he's an old man shape. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's Definitely. that's a good point. <laughs> All right, so now Arnold is arriving to the airport with a very nice looking memorial book. Uh, I mean, floral bouquet, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> finds that his family's flight has been delayed. Uh, when he goes to check on the status of the counter, one of the employees takes him aside after hearing the flight number. Yeah, but he also like runs into a guy before he gets up to the. I think that's literally just a moment to like establish that he's a in a good mood and b the kind of guy who's like talking to everybody and like you know what I mean? Yeah, I because he it, runs into the guy and then what is he, he says? Like, oh, we, yeah, you, oh, yeah, because they kind of like do like the back and forth, like, oh, which where are you going? Which where are you going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought it was gonna be a Chekhov's gun situation. I thought that guy was gonna be responsible for the planes oh. crashing, <laughs> a terrorist thing. Um, but that didn't happen. No. I, yeah. I think it's literally just to establish that he's in a good mood right before they give him all the bad news. <laughs> okay. So one other thing about this, and we'll we'll get to this in the credits. Um, there is somebody credited as Strip Club DJ, right? What? Maybe that was that guy. Maybe. Really? However, <laughs> here's the thing. We, watched, we all watched on 2B, correct? Yeah. 
Yes. And it was about 90 minutes. Yeah. So I checked the runtime on IMDb and it lined up. But I feel like there's got to be... There's deleted scenes? Deleted scenes. Because we got Strip Club DJ and we have that guy. And there's no... And maybe you're right, Chris. Maybe it was just shown to show how good of a mood Arnold was in. Because you're a lot mm-hmm. better at this stuff than, than we are. But the fact that there's Strip Club DJ and that guy makes me feel like we're missing something that we are we are missing something i know what that guy is actually in like why he's in the movie i was just gonna save it for the trivia but oh um, okay <laughs> the strip club dj thing is new so i'm assuming that's a deleted wait strip club djs have been around for as long as strip clubs have <laughs> oh shit okay well it's not it, a new thing in, in this movie that that strip club dj thing is new like oh, okay. new information New to Aaron. Yes. Oh. Which is sad because... When Aaron goes to a strip club, he does not notice the DJ. No. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I... Just the bouncer. Sorry, I got started thinking. Yeah, I sort of got, got to... Woo! Strip club DJs. Um, <laughs> it makes me kind of wonder who ends up going to the strip club because you could have either of these characters go to the strip club and it would seem fine. Like, it would... I'm sure the scene didn't seem out of place. Like... It, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's Arnold's character just because his family's actually, you know, uh, terminated. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, you could have had the other guy go just after his like his what happens later. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. All right, uh, okay. Oh, I just I was thinking at this moment that if you were went into this movie blind without seeing the trailer beforehand, you were in for a motherfucking shock <laughs> right about now. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Arnold is led through some, uh, like, office space that's separate from the usual parts of the airport that you see. And after locking eyes with a dude who looks like he's been in a lot of insurance commercials, (laughs) is left in a private waiting room by an exceptionally vague airline worker and told someone will be with him soon. Okay, so this this is the point, which I just, which we talked about during collateral damage. This is the point in the movie where it splits to where you can go two possible paths and the movies diverge in a very, two very different movies because the music that they're using right now is definitely mm-hmm. like this is the villain movie like this is the villain yeah. music like it's yes. very like he's, like the look that they're giving each other is like oh shit this guy's this guy fucks like he's, he's gonna fuck something up so like it could have turned into a different movie where like the planes accidentally well the look arnold gives us that the look the guy gives Arnold says, like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, it turns into, like, where the plans accidentally, like, are running into each other because it was, like, an, a yeah. cover-up. And he yeah, has to, like, yeah, hunt yeah. down the government agent who's responsible and who's mm-hmm. probably, like, a secretary of something. And he notices. <laughs> underwater. Exactly. Like, he notices, like. I was about to ask, above or underwater? This guy's, like, walking past him. And he's, like, a hitman or something that did something to the planes. See, because there's like a foreign <laughs> diplomat on the plane that was going to go sign a peace treaty. And this movie just starting to write itself, you know? But nope. Yeah. <laughs> like Joe said, they went the Mark Ruffalo route instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except Ruffalo wouldn't have stabbed a guy. Spoiler <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, once again, Arnold has a wife and one child. Um, and uh, I think coming up, you might explain it but they're like any other friends or family here or abroad and he's like no yeah are we i mean aside from twins um and maggie kind of always just a wife and a kid nobody else yep uh while he is waiting in oh excuse me 
Uh, while he's <laughs> waiting, Grave just threw up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about anyway, that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, while he's waiting in the room, he can hear some sort of indistinct yelling from the other side of the wall, but he doesn't have a ton of time to pay attention to it because another employee then comes into the room to talk to him. That he still didn't suspect anything, even after hearing that guy yelling. <laughs> like, because, like, even like he, he was like, still being like entirely too polite and patient. Exactly, because they they're, they're leading him into the room and they're like, "There's something wrong." And he's like, "Did what? Did the plane arrive early or something? Or like, what's going yeah. on here?" Like, I like how he hasn't, even though he's being taken into the back room and nobody will answer his questions. Mm-hmm. He still didn't suspect anything's wrong. He's like, I, "I I can't say." Or she's like, I can't say because I don't have all the information, but somebody will be mm-hmm. ready to speak to you. He's like, oh, no problem. Hopefully they have f- my family with me, you know, because I love them so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Seriously. Yeah. He's completely oblivious, though. Yeah. He's, he's like just willing it to not be something bad. <laughs> like, oh, did I, did I win a prize? Did, my family's here early, right? <laughs> And they want an airplane pl- prize. Am I the millionth person to pick up my family at the airport? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Poor another employee, <laughs> another employee comes into the room to talk to him. At this point, uh, Roman asks where his family is, and she, as delicately as she can, tries to tell him that their plane had an accident and that they are likely both dead. But the way she says that, she's like, uh, it's unlikely that we'll find any survivors. And he's like, oh, okay, so my family, the baggage claimed in, right? Like, okay, so you already found my family. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's unlikely that you'll find any more survivors. <laughs> which my family did survive. <laughs> They're alive. Uh, <laughs> as Arnold tries to uh, process the information he was just told, he is suddenly confronted again by the voice on the other side of the wall. Well, before before that, sorry, real quick, she like she could have just not said the last part of her like thing because she tells him before that she's like, "It this I I know this is it is the worst news that anyone will ever receive." Yeah, and it has been my absolute pleasure giving it to you. Good night. Because <laughs> like the way she says it, I was like, I was waiting for something like this. I was like, what the fuck. But yeah, she could have just left that I last I thought you were going to say, this is the absolute worst news that anyone can receive. And then he turns around and says, she was pregnant. And then she goes, okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Doing like the Ronnie Dangerfield. Like, <laughs> uh, so he, he hears the voice on the other side of the wall, except this time it's fucking wailing. And also accompanied by like somebody pounding the shit out of that wall. Uh, is, that, after... is that my family over there? <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you let them see me? <laughs> uh, and at this point, he passes out. Well, he 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 faints because apparently the, his family wasn't the only thing that smashed on the ground that night. I'm sorry. There's <laughs> one. Yep. See, I told you. There. I got. I got plenty of these. Chris and I were just talking about tasteless jokes, and I wrote it down, and it's going to get cut. It's going to get cut. But I wrote down jokes, and I was like, I probably shouldn't write that down. Eh, fuck it. I'll just cut it later. Anyway. Uh, well, this is normally where I would put a joke in, but uh, it was just super hard to see my notes through all the tears and snot. Um, <laughs> I, I, I See, I, um, that's why I'm a warrior. I brushed through it and then wrote my offensive joke down. <laughs> Uh, now we cut to Arnold being attended to by a nurse in like the the first aid room or whatever, while that same airline employee he was talking to before is trying to get information out of him uh, regarding you know where he's going to stay and if he's got any family anywhere else that they need to contact. And yeah, like like Joe mentioned, of course he doesn't have any fa- other family members that they should inform. 
Like, do you think that this was originally supposed to be like a lighthearted Christmas movie? But then like the, the movie got so that Arnold was trying to have more than two people in his family. And they're like, nope, fuck it. Kill the rest of them. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, nope. Because like, right. I'm 99% sure that's what happened. <laughs> Rewrite the entire script. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You want how many people at this Christmas? No, no, no. We're going to kill the family you have. <laughs> fuck that. No. Yeah. How Dude, dare you? you? You know you're only supposed to have two people in your family. Now we got to teach you a lesson. And yeah. this movie is going to suffer for it. <laughs> well, that's why that that baby couldn't be born. Because that would add <laughs> one more person to the family. That's, so, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's, <laughs> thank you. This was originally Jingle All the Way 2. But, <laughs> but uh, look, what, look what happened. God. Yeah. See? Oh, that's, no. it's, it's not allowed, See, man. <laughs> we should have saved this movie for next Christmas and have this be our Arnold Christmas movie for next year. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, the airline employee is talking to him. She is also informing him of the resources that have been made available to him, like uh, the nearby hotel. There's a room waiting for him. There's also like family counseling resources and all sorts of other stuff, food, drink, uh, anything he needs. She tells him when he's feeling better that he should go there. Um, but he tells her no, basically, and he walks back to his car through the empty airport and sits alone. He, he just looks so sad. Like he looks so. It made sad. me curious how he prepared for this. Just probably like thinking about how he would have felt if he he would have lost to Franco during the Mister Olympia competition in pumping iron. Just like, <laughs> <sighs> and then sitting in his car, nulled. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> So do you think Arnold drives a muscle car? Or do you think he would like <laughs> not? He calls it Carmageddon like- or Carnold. <laughs> He's a Carnold Schwar... Oh, I, I don't got time to think of it. Carnold Schwar... <laughs> sh- nope. Anyway. Nope, we're all dumb. <laughs> all right. Uh, if you think of something, feel free to shout it out. <laughs> like... Okay, yeah, half hour later. Yeah, yeah, give me 45 minutes. It'll, it'll come. <laughs> uh, we get another title card now introducing us to somebody named Jacob. Yeah, you know this is like an indie movie because it's all lowercase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is a solid point. Uh, Jacob is, we get introduced to Jacob as he's having sex with Shannon from Lost. Yeah, which, come on, Shannon's like, how do you think Saeed would feel about Shannon boning down on Jacob? Yeah. Weird, considering she's dead. Yeah, exactly, but good for her for actually getting to meet Jacob, you know? Jacob's Yeah, that's true. Too, well, on the island. Uh, Lost spoilers, by the way. But Um, at least they got to meet, like, intimately. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's why he killed Shannon, just so he they could bone in the afterlife. <laughs> so Jacob just dies and then goes and is tortured in the afterlife, but <laughs> but he has the same exactly. name too. Yep. Uh, you all have your party. Look at the Blast Podcast. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, the two of them, when they're done boning, uh, go to check on their sleeping son, Samuel, and uh, try really hard to endear us to their characters with some dialogue. Yeah, it's like, buckle up, buddy. This is the last time you're going to laugh for a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I first saw the movie, I was like, they really fucking want you to hate this guy. Because, like, you just really? saw Arnold being super sad. Uh, yeah, I think that wore off after the first watch, but, like, you just saw Arnold's devastation at losing his family and they start off this guy with like he's like super happy he's like 
I don't know, having sex with his wife. And he's... Yes, that's so bad. I, think, I feel like they were doing the same thing that they did with Arnold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> like I feel like they're doing, like it's to set it up like how, how stuff was beforehand. And yeah, then, like, on the second watch, I do think it's more like they were trying to parallel him to Arnold. Like they yeah. were both start off happy and then something awful happens. Yeah, I have a few things about this scene. One, they're in there and um, he's talking about having to sleep with his teddy bear or whatever. Yeah. And they were like talking about the kid. They got the fucking door open and the light on. The kid's like, oh, like he can't sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're talking about the kid's sleep. And it's like, the kid probably can't sleep because he got the fucking door on with the hall <laughs> yeah. light on and you're talking right next to him. First, like, he had to listen to you have sex. And then you guys came <laughs> over here and had a discussion in his doorway. Yeah. Like, leave the kid alone. And second Seriously. of all, uh, he talks about that, or, or said um, teddy bear uh, named Ishmael, Ishmael. which. <laughs> Uh, I thought it would be a Moby Dick reference, um, but mm-hmm. once I watched this movie again, I was like, there's not really any sort of uh, parallels or anything to Moby Dick, so maybe that was like a intentional misdirection. But, she was um, like mobbing his dick, but yeah. <laughs> like <after> that. <laughs> See, the strip club DJ should have been played by Moby, <laughs> <laughs> then that would have made a lot of sense. <laughs> I, I just I, I think it's a shame that Arnold wasn't in the same because I think it really he really could have given it a little bit more levity just like having sex with the teddy bear come on because like she mentions that he if she's like if he did you have sex with your your bear Ishmael like giving uh, Jake shit about it he's like having sex mm-hmm. with the teddy bear come on keep focus because if you let my family die I'm just might have to Ishmael at you <laughs> you know like <laughs> that's yell so at you. dumb. <laughs> It's the best I got, guys. It, this is I was trying. I was trying hard to fight the tears back. You know, this is the best I got. Uh, Ishmael yell at you. Oh fucking! Man. man, I totally should have wrote jokes for this. It'd probably be better than that one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> They're not our winners, right. okay? Uh, after they get finished talking about fucking a bear, uh, Jacob goes to work, which we find out is the graveyard shift in the uh, tower of the Columbus Airport. Uh, after he arrives, his co-worker goes to take a break, informing him there's nothing to land for a little bit. Uh, as he coordinates a few planes, some guys show up to do light maintenance on one of the phone lines and let him know that it might go out for a few minutes. Uh, then another co-worker comes in to tell him about an unexpected rerouting of a plane that he has to deal with by calling another airport. And as he tries to deal with all this, he keeps switching headphones and happens to miscommunication with a plane that needs to change altitude. Uh, so eventually that plane changes altitude without any ever hearing from him, just on, on their own. Sorry, it ends up on a collision course with flight AX-112, which is the flight that Arnold's family was on. Yeah, he didn't hear it because they were kept talking to him when he was off. The, we, he didn't have the headphones on, right? Exactly. He kept switching to a different set of headphones, and every time he switched... They tried to contact him on the pair of headphones that he wasn't wearing, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So uh, Jacob notices this, but it's too late. And despite his attempted intervention, the two planes collide. And there's just like they must. I, I don't know. I feel like they have to have taken some liberties with this because there's just way too fucking much going on in that tower at one time for one person to deal yeah. with. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I, I also curious how much of a delay there is between 
the radar and not just because of that but this well this it does like it does a great job of building up to suspense with the music slowly building up until it cuts like the music cuts out when they run into each other like i really like that this scene it's it's like a super well edited scene i just mean like as far as yeah yeah reality yeah, versus yeah, what happens yeah. in the movie if this much stuff can go on in the tower, I feel like there's got to be at least two people in yeah, the tower. For sure. I don't know. Yeah. My note is, I don't know dick about air travel, but it seems odd there are not any fail safes for this stuff. Um, Seriously. But also, this is probably the best scene in the movie. And um, I did probably. recently yeah. talk about uh, this sort of tension um, on the uh, You All Everybody. Uh, a liquor and Blast podcast. Yes. Check it out. <laughs> um but the idea of like um the audience knowing something but the character not knowing it so we got to slowly see like we know those planes are going to collide because we're watching a fucking movie you know yeah. um and we just got to like sit there and watch we're like no dickhead get back to the other headphones like where's yeah, the other yeah, guy yeah, getting yeah, a yeah. snack you got all this stuff yeah. like get back get back get back and then uh as you mentioned Aaron like the music builds up and then it goes silent like right when he notices it yeah I was definitely expecting like an explosion in the sky and like uh you know where it gets silent and then but uh we didn't get that so I think that the was... way they did it worked like yeah I think it's actually way more effective than yeah. it just everything just cuts off like the two planes disappear on the radar the music completely cuts out and he's just like sitting there staring like holy shit what the fuck just happened yeah so after we see the two planes disappear off the radar, Jacob is escorted to a conference room to meet with his boss, who uh, provides him with some details of the crash. And who always just plays a bad guy. Yeah. He is always a bad guy. He was... Uh, he's an Ant-Man. I was Ant having Man. trouble recognizing him. He was an Ant-Man? Yeah. He's oh, like, yeah, he was an Ant-Man. He's like the... He's got that kind of face. So Jacob breaks down uh, upon hearing this and begins to sob uncontrollably. Um, we briefly see Arnold return to his empty home before cutting back to Jacob being read back the account of the events leading up to the crash. Jacob also did some, sorry, realistically ugly crying right there. Cause like like, very realistic though. Definitely. And uh, I don't, I don't know why I hate, uh, Jacob's actor. Really? Scoot, Scoot Scoot McNary. Yeah. I don't know why. Cause his name is fucking Scoot. (laughs) <laughs> he does a good job in this movie, but I just don't like him. I don't. Uh, is is it? Have you seen him in anything else besides this? Uh, he was in Batman vs Superman. See, I don't he's the, remember. He's the wheelchair guy. I don't remember that the guy fucking that blows movie. Up. The movie's horrible. Wait, he was yeah. a wheelchair guy. His name's Scoot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, I know. Man. They're like, enough. got it. Don't you don't even have to audition. You got it. <laughs> um, I well, I just I. I know I showed on the, the family scene a few minutes ago, but I think, like I said, like we were saying, that did, that scene did a great job of setting up these scenes to where you're like, you realize like him, like showing him all happy and then just compl- seeing how completely like devastated he is once they yeah. tell him, because as they yeah. tell him like how many people died, it's just like, they're all there. They have a close up on his face and his face just like, it like breaks shatters. Down. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, obviously he's worried, but like, as soon as he hears like, oh, I think there was like. What are they a say, couple like 200 hundred people, something people? Yeah. yeah. And he just, like, his face just shatters. He breaks down and starts, like, like, can't even talk. Yeah. yeah. All snot nose and everything. Yeah. yeah. So he's being read back the account of the events leading up to the crash, overlaid with shots of all the paperwork and meetings he had to endure afterwards. Uh, Which was weird that, well, first of all, you, like you mentioned the Arnold thing, to where it, you just see him, like, kind of sad, probably just pretending like he lost out on a movie part when he was younger. 
Because that's how, <laughs> so, that's yeah. how I'm on my Arnold, like whenever he said things are. I can't believe they give the part in the Terminator to OJ Simpson. He's not even the killer. <laughs> but then like with that with I couldn't hold a fly. Exactly. But then like with the debriefing, I'm like, I'm curious what happened to the other dude with the that left to get food. Because he did, I don't was he actually going on a break or I don't know. He he was there when they first told him like what happened yeah. about the crash. But then I think those next few scenes are supposed to take place over like an entire day because if yeah. he was at the graveyard shift well so i'm i'm guessing they were separated and all had different meetings well and stuff. he also yeah it took it took place over at least a, about a day because he like when he gets back to his house it doesn't seem like he's seen his wife for a couple of, like like for a day yeah, for a while but then it, like it's it's weird because it like starts repeating it like explaining to what just happened what we just saw basically yeah yeah, yeah. which yeah. like is maybe like for dumb people that don't know exactly what happened or like maybe people that went to the bathroom to cry after Arnold's family died and they're like come back in like what's going on I kind of think it's like it's to reiterate how he would be feeling that moment just like going over the events that led up to him like, okay you know like like him feeling like like just reliving all the shit that yeah. happened right before the fucking worst thing that's ever happened in his life happened yeah you know um, like what could I have done different or whatever yeah. um, he uh, Jacob drives home and basically cries into the arms of his wife. Um, yeah. And man, this movie is providing me so many joke opportunities. I don't even know where to start. Let's, let's hear them. <laughs> no, that was it. That's, <laughs> that's all I had oh, at this man, moment. They, I was like, I was like, oh, Christ. Shannon. That was, no. <laughs> we both, we all know that these aren't the kind of guys she likes because, uh, come on. If, <laughs> if that was the case, she would end up with Boone. It's true. Like, <laughs> true. She's got, true. she's fucking married Boone, basically. This is an alternate universe where she married Boone. And Boone fucked up. Boone. Yep. And Boone just fucked up in a in a like he one one way or another. Boone's fucking up in an airplane like situation. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, definitely. <laughs> I told Eric, I'm like, I got lost jokes for days with this one. <laughs> uh, we go back to Arnold's house as he is watching news updates about the crash. He sees that there's a cleanup effort at the site of the wreckage and that they're accepting volunteers. Um, the airline employee that he was speaking to uh, on the night that it happened calls to check in on him, make sure that he's okay after he fainted, but also to encourage him to go to the family support center that they set up at the hotel. But he he hangs up on her instead and decides he's going to go uh, head to the wreckage. His, his, his answers are very robotic, too. He's like, yeah, I felt he was kind of rude to hang up on her. He could have at least told her, like, I've got some cleaning to do. <laughs> <laughs> But like they're very robotic. She's like, "Are you sleeping?" Yes. Uh, have you rested at all? Affirmative. And like it's like it's almost like he's becoming a machine. I don't know. It's yeah. Like well, he like a man on the outside with a machine on the inside. Like yeah, a, yeah. Cybernetic organism, I think, would be the proper terminology for that. Yeah. Almost exactly. like a skeleton. Uh, made of you know metal and machine stuff, but covered with organic tissue. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, that someone should make that into a movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but like, also the lady, I feel like that the 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 airline employees part of this conversation would have been like, no, no, no. I said go to the family support center, not place where your family's charred corpses are. <laughs> and uh... yeah, don't go to the tree that is supporting your dead family. <laughs> yeah, go to the family support center. Yeah, Jesus. 
<laughs> got real hearing problems. Thank you. <laughs> I like how Joe made that worse. <laughs> <laughs> Better. <laughs> um. So uh, Arnold arrives at the crash site and and lies about who he is, basically, so that he'll be allowed in because the guy who's accepting the volunteers is like asking everybody, like, are you a victim's family member or do you know any of the victims or anything like that? And he basically just tells them no. Um, He wanders around the crash site until he finds a pearl necklace he recognizes at which point he frantically searches for his family and finds his daughter hanging in a tree (laughs) (laughs) r-o-t-t-i-n Uh, I don't get it. I, I I can't spell, so I was pretty upset with myself. <laughs> also, I wasn't sure whether I should spell rotting or decaying. They're both, they you, both fit. You went the right route. Yeah, rotting was the way to go on that one. Like, my wait, wait, my my only my only note for this is man, Arnold would have been great and lost. <laughs> Could have played Charlie, maybe. Luck. <laughs> Probably would have been a good luck. <laughs> uh, very good luck, actually, I think. <laughs> With that Jesus. accent. Throwing, uh, he's like putting paint on over himself <laughs> as he's hunting <laughs> boar. Putting mud on himself, yeah. <laughs> yeah, putting mud over himself as he's hunting boar. Uh, he's like, <laughs> He sees the smoke monster. Come on, do it! Yeah. Do it! <laughs> Kill me, come on! Right here! <laughs> Uh, anyway then we see him sitting next to the corpses of his dead family Uh, (laughs) they're in black body bags spray painted for easy identification he's still dressed in the same stuff we saw him in the first time like the first one he looks like a Russian clown sorry a Russian (laughs) sorry Russian rodeo clown yes Uh, (laughs) uh, Jacob's wife uh, comes home to find that her son is outside by himself and she takes him back inside as we see that the words killer and murderer are sprayed all over the house. Uh, She finds Jacob practically catatonic in bed but can't bring herself to either confront, sorry, to either confront or comfort him. Uh, She basically looks at him the way that my girlfriend looks at me when she comes home from work and sees I haven't moved since she left that morning. (laughs) And also I inadvertently caused the death of a couple hundred people. (laughs) Um... uh Okay, uh, about this scene. So, somebody spray painted like murderer, killer on like mm-hmm. the pillars um, for their house. But then they got to like those outdoor blind things, and someone wrote killer on one side. Somebody wrote murderer on the other side. It looks like they just fucking ran out of space. They're like, oh, dude, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna spray paint murderer right here. And they got to like <laughs> the end, and they're like, dude, we can only fit murder. Ah, fuck it, good enough. Like, they totally just, like, left out the last ER on there. Um, I thought you were going a different direction than that. I thought you were going to say they wrote killer on one side, and then they flipped the blinds and wrote murderer, so that no matter which way you flipped it, they'd still be there. That would be genius. Son of a bitch. Yeah. That's when you need, like, a, a, a street artist out there, you know? Like, um, a graffiti But dude. if you flip it to this side, it's yeah. a mural of the plane crash. Yeah. But if you flip it over here with this one over here, it's a beautiful sunset. So you know, <laughs> it's not all bad. Oh, uh, 
Arnold goes, God, uh, Arnold goes to visit the grave of his family uh, one day. And we see him kind of uh, just looking at the headstone. And then it cuts to nighttime. Uh, he, like, he, but like the way he's looking at like the grave thing and like, I promise I'll find out who's responsible for this. And then he kind of like puts his hand on the tombstone mm-hmm. while kind of like, and I'll show them they've made a grave mistake. And like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that one's not good <laughs> so we we cut to the middle of the night as a security guard drives up uh to kick uh arnold out of the cemetery because he is literally sleeping on the grave he, and like we also find out that it's not the first time he's done this and uh and then arnold responds with the uh, come on i'm just trying to rest in peace <laughs> 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 no not really he just no. is sad well, yeah what he actually what he actually said was leave me alone with my family or i'll cemetery you limb from limb <laughs> why, are, why did you are, tell me we we're writing jokes for this man no, we did we did I, that. I thought we did no we did, yeah we mentioned it in the, in, in the uh, intro well i was sure drunk did. all right <laughs> <laughs> but also also Wait, are, are you done with this scene? Uh, yeah. Okay. Also, did you guys notice that the the pictures on the tombstone because the caretaker like shines a light on them for a second? Kind of. What, why? Well, like he. Okay, so he shines a light on them, and you like you got like the little. There, it's all three of their their things on there. So like the baby was like a little like a little what is it cherub cherub. Yeah. And yeah. then it looked like there was an actual picture for uh his daughter, mm-hmm. like of an actual person. But then yeah. his wife look is like some hand drawn picture, so I'm not sure <laughs> if they like yeah it's, it's like I'm not sure if they like ran out of time before finding his wife or something like it's either that or Arnold was somehow married to Chief Sitting Bull because like <laughs> it, it's just like this it's just like the way like a, a, someone from like the 1950s would have thought an old Russian lady looked. <laughs> like it, it's just it, it, it like I can just imagine like I wasn't married to Sitting Bull I was married to Geronimo there's a difference come on <laughs> like, it's just a, I I wish I should have got a screenshot of it but it was yeah. just like it, it, just the look on her face was like very like mm, like Stoic, not smiling like no. his daughter yeah his daughter's actually smiling she has no fucking smile she looks mm-hmm. like like grimace like they got a picture of her grimacing but like like you no know, <laughs> like I don't know. anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, I should I should also probably mention here his wife's name was Olina. Yeah, or is it Oliana? Well, I think uh, it was Olina. Olina, yeah, one of those two. I think it was Olina, and uh, his daughter's name was Nadia. Yeah. Um. Then we cut to Jacob. He's watching news coverage about the accident, like super early in the morning, uh, when he is interrupted by Samuel. He goes to make breakfast for the two of them, but he's clearly still a little out of it as he attempts to feed his son uh, like an omelet a la Rocky Balboa <laughs> yeah. in, in that in that the eggs are completely fucking raw. Like he, do, I don't even think he turns on the stove. He no, just cracks he some eggs in a pan and puts some salsa and other shit in there and then just stirs it around for a while before pouring it on the plate. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Shannon comes in and tries to throw the <laughs> eggs away but jacob starts a fight about it causing samuel to start crying clearly indicating that this kid has no mexican friends to show him what a real parent's <laughs> fight looks like <laughs> uh, yeah. okay. all right well um <laughs> uh, on that note is that, is, that, is, that, is that the end of the scene right there 
yeah, basically. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, on, on that note, uh, that's kind of what I had was, I was a crier, but this kid's a little bitch, because his parents <laughs> like, oh, you're wrong. Yeah. He's like, me. Fuck you, kid. Um, yeah. But also, on that point about uh, Mexican friends, like, his dad's like, hmm, <laughs> smell that salsa? Like, garlic and thyme. Fuck garlic in salsa. But more importantly, fuck time and salsa. That's yeah, that's a weird fucking white inclusion. guy shit, and that comes up later. You know when uh, yeah he meets him, and it's like nothing but time. But whatever. I mean, yeah. green chili is bomb. Like shout out to my uh, New Mexican homies out there. But like, <laughs> like that fucking like jarred salsa, and he's like, mm, smell that. Like smell yeah. like a fucking burgundy or some shit. You know, yeah. uh, like who? Oh. Sorry, the scene <laughs> angered me. Who gets excited about time in salsa? <laughs> like, there's nothing I can think of. Like, I want less with Mexican food than fucking time. Like, time's like French shit. That's white yeah, guy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That scene very angered me. So You're very right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess. I guess the point of this is there's not a lot of Mexicans in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I just. I. I get that they're trying to show that he's completely checked out and not paying attention, but that was just a weird, like, a whatever way of doing it. Was it was very and, weird. But, yeah. like, on top of that, she she also, like, sees what's going on because he dumps the eggs on the plate as she's walking in. And yeah. she's like, what are you doing? And then she grabs the plate and she starts dumping them down the sink. And he, she's like, it's raw. And he's like, he still could have cooked them, lady. Why are you dumping down the sink? He, and he's yeah. like trying to fight him with it. She's like, oh, no, sorry, sorry. He's like, I just, we like Chris said, we just finished watching Rocky. And I'm trying to, the kid's trying to bulk up. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at this little fucking kid. Uh, By the way, the kid looks fucking terrified. Yeah, he is. Like, like I said. It makes me wonder if he was picturing Arnold not winning winning Mr. Olympia as well. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, he, he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, Franco. Oh, he's tiny. Like, uh, but yeah. 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 I, I just, it's, it's an interesting decision to have both of his parents. Like, they both are acting like complete assholes in this scene. And they don't give either one of them any redeeming qualities. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, Maggie Gray seems normal in this scene as someone that's really? dealing with I, someone that's acting like that. I guess. But it's clear that he's having, like, actual delusions in that he doesn't realize he didn't cook the eggs. Maybe mention it to him before yes, you start shouting true. at him that, like, I don't know. He's literally, like, not seeing things that are happening. True. Yeah. Or I think maybe have a slightly gentler hand than that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Sh- also, don't waste food. Fucking put them back in the yeah. pan. It's true. Yeah. Could have just turned the pan on and put that shit back on. Exactly. White, white people. Fucking, yep. exactly. There's more eggs. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, a, a reporter, we're back at Arnold's house now. A reporter comes by as he's watching some home video of his daughter uh, receiving the pearl necklace that he found in the wreckage. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, she, Sorry. Yep. I'm, what? I know. No. I, it's it's oh, a sex joke. You have you have no idea how hard it was for me to not I, put a pearl necklace I, joke into I, every I other every, scene. Every single time I just think of, of Half-Baked, but you said you gave Mary Jane a pearl necklace. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly you missed the point of that story, Brian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it, Arnold's also wearing his finest Christmas sweater in this too, which is just great. <laughs> this is a dope sweater. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got two things about this. A, uh, Arnold's daughter, kind of a babe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's up? Two. 
Well, maybe she if also, you give her a pearl she necklace. She also puts Sorry. out, too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she loves pearl necklaces. Um, uh, and two, um, when that reporter chick sh- first showed up, I 100% thought I was Vanessa Williams. Like, the first quick shot of her. Really? I was like, is that Vanessa Williams? Yeah, because she's got, like, the same eyes. And it was, like, through the blinds, so it wasn't, like, a good shot. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Is that Vanessa Williams? Did they come back together? Uh, but it wasn't. It was some just... So the the reporter's there to basically talk to him for a book she's writing about the crash. Uh, he he kind of ignores her um, and tries to hide, even though she knows he's there. And so she has to just leave some of her writing for him to look at later. I I find it funny the way he like hid from her because he was in another room. He had to cross in front of his like glass door, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then hid from her like he's you know, in a hostage situation and she clearly saw him and just, he pretended like he wasn't there. Yeah. She gives him a um, bunch of like articles where yeah, a bunch I, of articles she wrote about the crash to prove that she's not like a, a shithead about it. Yeah. Or, as she, or as he calls them, articles, <laughs> keep going, please. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um, <laughs> articles. Uh, <laughs> Come on, you know we saw that before. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, or if I or if I, me- or, or if I mentioned to him, he's like, "That's totally what I'm going to call him." Are you done with that article yet? Come on, like for, for the whole day. If I'd have told him that joke for the whole day, he'd be using that all day. Yeah. All right, you got to laugh out at me. Congratulations. Uh, later on, we see that Arnold's boss comes by to visit him and uh, bring him some food. That his wife made. Which are meatballs uh, with mushrooms, which sounds gross. Yeah, not great. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. But Well, I don't mind mushrooms, but just meatballs with mushrooms sounds I gross. I just never had them in yeah. meatballs. I don't know. I mean, it, there's some red sauce in there. So, um, But yeah, uh, Arnold's homie's wife totally made him go there, though. Oh, yeah, she, definitely. She's like, you can tell. Yeah. Yeah, go, every go visit your God. sad friend. <laughs> yeah, every dude in this movie is clearly like not wanting to go anywhere near Arnold. Like, <laughs> does much. not want to fucking talk to him, <laughs> which uh, turns out to be a bit of an issue. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know what? Things probably could have been turned out differently if people, if his friends, yeah, just would have, if, you know, maybe hung out, reached out to him yeah, a little if bit. His Midwestern dude friends weren't so fucking averse to any emotions. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, Arnold kind of unloads a bit of his grief, but pretty much immediately shuts back down again because he just like i don't know i don't think he can handle talking about it for that long before he's gonna break down he did a great job with this too towards like oh, yeah, all of a sudden a like good fucking monologue yeah like all of a sudden just like realizing like i'm talking too much and just like closes right back up yeah exactly and he's just like i, I got stuff to do yeah like, yeah i have stuff yeah. to do yeah I have I people have, to kill terminators yeah. to terminate i don't know anyway. i have ions to pump <laughs> Uh, then we go back to Jacob's house where Shannon is telling him that she's going to take Sam and spend some time away at her sister's. She wants off that island. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, I'm just uh, going to say, might as well say right now. Do you guys think that right after the scene was over, she went into the basement and turned a donkey wheel that was sticking out of a wall because that's the only way she's able to actually leave the house? <laughs> some other lost joke. I'm sorry. Joe hasn't seen it long enough. I was, I was just I was just gonna go, uh she's gonna have to take the boy. <laughs> I'm gonna have we're gonna have to take the boy. Well, thing is, what's the we're kid's gonna name have to again? take the boy. 
What, Walt? No, no, not that. Oh, oh Samuel. Samuel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam. Sam. <laughs> um, we go back to Arnold, who has uh, set up a perfectly normal and not at all worrying <laughs> shrine to his dead family. <laughs> Was it, uh, wait, it, that's, that's not the articles yet, right? It's just the pictures so far? He's got a couple articles, but at this point, it's mostly just pictures okay. of his family. Uh, we then go to Jacob again, who is visiting a gun store and buys one. Definitely uh, not giving lo- off mass shooter vibes. Yeah, gotta love those American gun laws. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Yeah, so I'm not a gun guy, but I've shot some guns. And the first fucking rule of handling a gun is to always act like it's loaded. Um, mm-hmm. And also, don't keep your finger on the fucking trigger unless you're ready to shoot. And oh, so it was a bad thing when he picks it up, aims down the sights, and pretends he's about to shoot yeah. somebody. And usually, <laughs> like, um, like gun dudes are all—I don't know—they're all like about the guns, but they're like, "Oh, it's like a bit safety." So if some fucking yeah. jabroni came in and like did that, there'd be like three dudes tackling them, just ready to yeah, just looking yeah. for a fight. But he's just like, "Um, oh, casual. Let me hold the fucking trigger here, and everything's okay." So that scene. Really she would have just been me. like, pow, pow. What do you think <laughs> yeah. now? What are you going to do now? What yeah. are you going to do now? Who's playing crashed, motherfucker? <laughs> exactly. Fuck you. So how much is this gun? <laughs> <laughs> and then you cut to the scene a second later where he's actually putting the gun back into his car. He's like, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, we go then back to Jacob's house, whereas he he's watching some Felix the Cat yeah. cartoons with the gun in his lap, and somehow that is more disturbing than Arnold's fucking dead family shrine. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, he then goes back to the airport on a different day to meet up with his boss and, like, the airline lawyer. But, like, on the way in, he's just, like, confronted by reporters, which... Yeah, he gets swarmed by the reporters basically as soon as they realize he got out of his car, and it's so fucking like I, I'm pretty sure the media is like the bad guy in this movie. Like I think that's yeah. like a decent chunk of what this movie is trying to say. Yeah, but like sucks. exactly, like I feel like dealing with reporters or like slash like slash the press on a daily basis would just fucking suck. Yeah, like fucking ugh. like with that because like e- even if it's even if it's not like a bad situation like this like let's say like yeah. you don't you're just like a you're famous for like a good reason yeah but just dealing with them all the time would just get you to where you're like ugh just leave me alone for like ten minutes C- can I can I walk from here to there but yeah I don't know yeah. anyway um. When he's meeting with the bo- with his boss and the lawyer, his boss offers him some therapy, like tries to get him to go to counseling, which he basically ignores. Mm. Um, he he says it's like not the first time he's offered, and that his his wife clearly agrees with him. Um, but then kind of moves on after he just ignores that shit, and offers to put him into what essentially amounts to witness protection. Like basically putting him in a new job in a different city with a whole new identity. But I thought like that a was different name. And I thought that was a suggestion. It was more like a, we're going to offer you a severance package. Change your fucking name. It was. It was part of him getting a severance. Okay, like, that, that's we'll, what we'll they were. They you, were we'll saying is like, hey, you could technically come back to the airport in like some sort of different like position. an administrative. Obviously, you yeah. can't work. Yeah, you can't work in the tower anymore. Or we could give you a severance and we could set you up somewhere totally different away from all this yeah shit. which i i feel like they i can't tell if they're trying to make 
out the airline to be the bad guy or not, but like right right then they seem like they're trying to help him out. Yeah, I don't think they're trying to like that's what I was trying to figure out through this whole movie is like who the bad guy is supposed to be. And I kind of like I think the movie is trying to have some nuance, but I do think it pretty much just lands on like the press being the worst part of this equation. Really? I thought um, I well, I I don't trust the ban. So that's my problem. But I thought it was like, you know, they're like, we're going to take care of you. I'm like, fuck you. You're just going to take care of yourself. You're just trying to like deflect blame from you they're in definitely the airline trying, it, yeah. and all that stuff you know they're like we want you to like disappear so it's not a story anymore i mean yeah. that's like the underhanded comment so i trust no corporation i hope nobody yeah that i work with is listening to this i agree with well yeah i, I would have said that except for they do offer them that administration administrative job so like that that's where i was like they they often that but i'm like the the better option for him was doing what he ends up taking yeah, but they. Yeah, that's kinda, the only thing about it. I don't know. Like the company's always just gonna look out for. I themselves. I totally agree with you. I trust no corporation, and they are clearly covering their ass at the same time. But at the same time, that is what would be best for him. Like, yeah. That that is a good option for him. Sure. I am I am one hundred percent corporation, and I will sell out for any <laughs> price to anybody. Um. So I disagree <laughs> with both of these guys. But having said that, no, I actually agree with with what the corporation did. Um, but isn't Arnold's whole thing is the corporation was like never apologized for it? Yeah, which, so yeah, that that does suck. So that's that's well, kind of how they is, point the that, they paint the airline well, badly. That's what I'm saying. Like this, like on 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 uh, Scoot's side, we've got like the like them trying to kind of help him, but then on Arnold's side, they're just fucking him. So sort of, but yeah. not really. They they offer. I don't know. We'll get to that in a minute. But. Yeah, it's it, yeah. We'll get there. Base. Yeah. So they actually were Which there. Is now, the next basically. scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Arnold is now going into the city to meet with basically the world's slimiest fucking yeah, lawyers, seriously. who offer him a settlement. So we find out that he is the only victim who is not suing as part of like a class action lawsuit. He's choosing choosing to sue them like by himself, but without a lawyer. Or without any yeah, sort without of repre- lawyer, representation, which would yeah. get immediately thrown out, I'm assuming, correct? Like, there's, I feel like it has to. No fucking way to, um, to do that. They offer him. They say, well, that doesn't matter to us. We're going to offer you the same settlement that we're offering everything, everybody else, which is $170 million? No, no not million. It was 1000 1000 Yeah. Was it 1000 Yeah, it was like $165,000. Okay, so $160,000 for the death of his wife and his daughter. Um, and basically, he gives up any right to sue them or, you know, call them out. It was as, like a non-disclosure agreement. Anything. Was that what it's called? Basically. Yeah, basically. And he keeps... It's so fu- like it's so infuriating, the scene, because he keeps trying to talk. And then the lawyer keeps fucking cutting him off and explaining more of the contract and being just the biggest shithead okay so real quick um so would you say the airline is doing the okay thing but with offering and the money like regardless of the fact that like he's already threatened to sue them so but um, assuming you believe it exactly I guess. that's that's like that's, that's, that's assuming note. that you even believe that they are that they actually offering him the same alter it. exactly yeah secondly like you said the dude keeps interrupting him which i was just like waiting for arnold to be like contact 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 if you interrupt me again my food is gonna sound in contact with your ass <laughs> <laughs> Because apparently Arnold turned into Red Foreman. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, but... I didn't write any jokes for this, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that that one lawyer's like, you know, the especially slimy lawyer um, is like that fucking you know, Christian Bale looking motherfucker. Exactly what I yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> But that guy is like, I don't know, a lawyer, like in his twenties. And like uh, he's like, oh, one hundred and sixty thousand dollars is a lot of money for someone in your position. Someone in your position. Oh yeah, like yeah. like that. Like they told him to talk down. Make sure you talk down yeah. to the fam- <laughs> the victims of the family yeah. or the family. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, dude, he's a fucking like construction foreman. I guarantee you, that guy's making about as much money as you are, dickhead. <laughs> no, he's like, an that's... architect, actually. So okay, he's an architect. Yes. He, oh, he's no. he's an architect. That is not clear. Okay. <laughs> well, regardless, architect, fucking construction foreman, he's probably making yeah, around so the same makes, amount of money exactly. as this fucking lawyer. And yeah. guess what? I mean, okay, maybe he's an architect, he had to go to school, but he didn't have to go to fucking law school and spend like $200,000 in order to get this yeah. fucking job. He's making more money than you are, you piece of shit. So, yeah. like, <laughs> would you be satisfied if your fucking family died and they gave you that money? Probably not. So why is this guy making the same amount of money being okay with that amount yeah. of money? Like, uh, people always, like, talk shit to, like, construction people and a lot of times, like, restaurant people. But it's like, dude, do you realize how much fucking money is in? Mm. Do you realize why, like, the people fucking break their backs for this stuff? Because you can exactly. make a fuckload of money doing that's, it. That's why, so. like, there's people on Facebook that will be, like... Talking about like oh get get you got to get rid of taxes and pay people li- living wage and then you see people arguing with them that are servers and I'm just like there's a reason they're arguing with you because like yes you want to get rid of tips sorry not taxes tips you, you want to get rid of tips to give people living wage but the guy that was making a point is like I make like five hundred dollars a night there's no way they can pay me anywhere close to what I'm making in tips. Like, exactly. you guys need to shut the fuck up because, like, I, I get that you're trying to help, but you're not fucking helping. Like, it was the same thing. I'm not going to bring that up. But, yeah, like, just, it, it, I don't know. It's it's weird to where, like, no, you need to pay them. Like, yeah, you want to get them paid $30 an hour, but they're taking a pay cut because even when I was working a bartending shift at Chili's during the day, I was making almost $50 an hour. Like, I'm... Yeah, making more than you think I'm making. Yeah, and working forty hours front of the house is. I'm I'm not even working forty hours. Well, that's what I'm saying. If like, oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, let's give them thirty dollars an hour and they'll work forty hours. Like, no, I ain't working fucking forty hours a week front of the house, dude. I would fucking die. Like, I understand working. I've worked back at the house as well. I understand like that's hard, but it's a different thing. Yeah. Um. It's 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 just insane because like I don't know I don't I, I can't remember how we got on this but anyway, <laughs> um, anyway. so wait did you fin- sorry you can finish this the the scene yeah yeah uh, so Arnold says that he ba- basically once the lawyers finally let him talk Arnold says that he wants somebody to apologize for the death of his family and he wants the lawyers to like look at a picture of his family uh, to which the Christian Bale lawyer basically responds by verbally flipping him the bird. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> Arnold gets up and tries to force him to look at the picture of his family and then fucking walks out. Yeah. And at this point, I was like, can he reach over this fucking table and throw one of these motherfuckers out of a window? Seriously. Jesus Christ. And then have the other lawyer be like, hey, you can't do that. What the fuck did you just do? And then he'll walk out and be like, 
Sue me. <laughs> look, look at the look at this photo, or my fist will make a permanent settlement on your face. <laughs> and then, like, he's like, "Damn, that was weak. I need to go back to improv classes. Go back to the improv classes." <laughs> I meant, I meant it more like you know, like the way the pilgrims settled in America, like that kind of settlement. Like it will be a set. Like they're gonna settle. My fist is going to settle on your face. And then the, the lawyer's like, "Mr. Melnick, if you have to explain the joke, it isn't funny." <laughs> and then he just punches him. I don't know. It ends on a down no. note. Yeah. <laughs> or he punches the guy in the face. He's like, oh, man, what the fuck? That was a dick move. He's like, don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on the spot. On the spot. Yeah. Oh, nice. Hey, that was good. That was good. So I wasn't laughing at your last joke because I was busy thinking of that one. <laughs> so. Alrighty. And that's going to do it for this episode. Check back soon for the next episode, which will be part two of the movie and the credits. Um, and then the final episode, which will include a little bit of trivia and then our final thoughts on the movie. And I mean, check back like real soon because we have a lot of content. We have a lot coming out because we know we've been slacking on releasing episodes this month. So we're going to try to release the rest of the episodes in the next few days so that, uh, we can start December off with the whole new movie. So there will be a lot of content coming your way within the next couple days. So yeah, check it out. Alrighty. Uh, thanks again for listening. And I guess all that's left to say is that we'll see you at the party, Richter. 